Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Welcome you once again to Elevation Church. If I haven't met you before, uh, my name is Marty and just that, set them off. So I'm sorry. No, no, it's all good. Sorry, Sarah. I don't mean to embarrass you. It's fine. It's fine. We love family. Uh, we love kids in this, in this place. But uh, can I just say, I know Rachel mentioned it already, um, but uh, last week, wow, what a week in terms of our youth camp, such an amazing time as our young people gathered together. And uh, like Rachel said, so many powerful stories and testimonies coming out of camp. And uh, we know there'll be many uh, untold stories of God dreams, I believe, and encouragements that were deposited into their lives over that week that we might not even find out about till um, years later as they walk in that purpose and that plan that God has for their lives. But what I, um, I really felt, uh, just for our, for our youth, and, and can I say for our church as well, is that, is that God is moving in an environment of togetherness. You know, over, over youth, Chris and Jackie, you carry such an anointing from God to bring people together and then move people together. You see, youth camp wasn't a, a bunch of individuals having an encounter with God, even though that happened. Individuals encountered God. Young people encountered God. It was, we're a community of together, like-minded young people met with God. And, you know, I, I believe it's the same, not just in the, in the youth pocket or the youth sphere, but right across our church, every, every age, every cultural background, uh, every socioeconomic level, every education level, every Enneagram number, if you're into that, whatever, whatever it is that God is moving in this environment of togetherness. The Bible says this, speaking of the church, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 11, it says, Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. And so it's into this environment of um, our church, of togetherness, that uh, I, I want to speak in the Word of God. I want to speak in what, um, what we believe is His Word for us as a church in 2023. We've been encouraging, as we do uh, every year, at the start of the year, it's a, a great practice and principle to uh, seek God for, uh, for a theme for us personally each year. Okay, God. What do you want to do in my life? Maybe you haven't had a chance to do that yet. That's, that's totally fine. Prayer and fasting provides an awesome opportunity to set yourself aside to God. And so what, what, what it does, the power of it, is it says, God, I'm not just going to go along and do my path and then hope that you bless me in my plan. You know, God, I'm doing this. Can you just bring your blessing over me? No, no, instead, it's saying, God, I acknowledge that actually you know better than me. And so I'm going to give myself to going, okay, God, would you speak to my heart? Would you encourage me about something in my life or in my future or something for this year that I could be encouraged in you? And so this is not some, you know, inspirational technique or tradition that we do each year to, uh, to fill our lives and then to, you know, fill the preaching calendar. But, but I believe that as we all together embrace what God has for us and move together as one, that there's great power 
Uh, Psalm uh, 133 says, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down the collar of his robe. Um, It is as if the dew of uh, Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore in this, in this environment and attitude of togetherness and unity. And so I want to encourage you to open your hearts, uh, switch on your minds, and let's let this Word of God be sown into the good soil of our hearts so it will produce a harvest. Let, let me just pray for a second. God, I thank you right now that as we open your word, as we hear from your heart, that God, you're going to speak to us. I thank you for that seed going into good soil this morning, Lord God. We humble ourselves, we give our hearts and our lives to you, and we say, God, come and move in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, let me read it. It'll be on the screen behind me. It says this, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Uh, over the first couple of weeks in January, I've been um, speaking about, uh, speaking from, sorry, uh, Romans chapter 12. And we discovered that the book of Romans is written by a guy known as the Apostle Paul. And it's one of the, uh, his grandest and widest letters in the New Testament that covers many aspects about what we believe in the Christian faith. Um, not, not only does it cover what we believe about God and about Jesus and about ourselves and how God worked in saving uh, humanity, through Christ, there's this middle section in chapters 9 to 11 that talks about how to, how to Jews and, and Gentiles, you know, non-Jewish people function together. But then from chapter 12, it gets really practical um, about how we live out this faith. And, and these verses I just read, obviously, Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, this is the first part of this new section. And so this morning, I want to I zero in on, um, on verse 2. Uh, particularly on the first two phrases where it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. You know, that word conformed, uh, it can also be translated because uh, originally the Bible wasn't written in English, so it's a translation, but it could also be translated as the word fashioned. It means to fashion or shape one thing to be like another. It's actually this word conformed is all about the external Uh, and the outside appearance. It's all about being fashioned or conformed. It's about what things look like on the outside. I I, I don't know about you, but have you ever made some bad fashion choices? You know, like thongs and socks, or I think that's in at the moment, isn't it? Like slides and whatever. You know, have you ever made some... uh, You're probably thinking... Uh, you're probably maybe thinking of somebody else, you know, try not to point fingers and stuff. I'll, I'll show you um, uh, maybe one or two of mine. Uh, here's, here's a photo, bad, uh, bad fashion choice, a bit of a throwback. Oh, look out. Come on. Um, yes. Come on. Three quarter. Now, I know it's a little bit dark, but just to add to the fashion, they were cargoes as well. Hey, come on. 
so good. And so you could put your CDs in the cargoes. Anyone? No, you don't want CDs. That's right. Anyway, so three-quarter cargoes and thongs with the polo. Rachel looking amazing, as always. Um, and, um, but, yeah, let's get rid of that photo quick, 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 quick. Um, but back to this word conformed, right? Uh, the Vines Bible Dictionary, it says that this word, um, it says that this word could... This word conformed, it says it cannot be used of inward transformation. This word conformed is all about external change. It's all about the right look. It's all about getting the fashion right. That was early 2000s. The fashion was right, I promise. I promise. It was different on the East Coast, I promise. Anyway, but um, continuing down this, down this fashion line for a second, uh, I'm not sure if it's just my age or if I clicked on something and now the algorithm has got me, but um, on social media, I've been getting a lot of these, um, these ads. I don't know if men around my age maybe get the same ones. I hope you do because it'll make me feel better. Um, but they're for a certain type of, TV, uh, certain type of T-shirt uh, called True Classic. Has, any, has anyone seen these before? I'm looking for men my age. No, great. Okay, excellent. Well, so what, what they are is it's this, it's this shirt that I'll, I'll, read, I'll read from it. It's a T-shirt that is the perfect fit for the middle-aged dad bod. Great. Um, so apparently, they have a slenderizing fit that are perfectly shaped to hug your shoulders and biceps, and then they fan out a little bit to cover other parts, and apparently, they are guaranteed to get you noticed. I didn't really want to get noticed, but anyway, maybe. Um, but basically, right, this, this, this T-shirt... Um, and then I couldn't remember, so I was preparing the message and remembered this, and then I couldn't remember what it was called, so I had to search it again. I'm like, oh, no, the algorithm will get me again. It's going to keep coming back and back and back. Um, but basically, it's saying this, we want to make you look better, no internal change required, um, and I'm not even talking about like real internal change, like your heart and your soul and your will and your emotions. I'm meaning even inside the T-shirt. You have to change nothing, <laughs> nothing, not even what's on the outside of your body. But you, need, you don't need to change any of this, but we will fashion you to make you look better. You see, because that is actually all the world has. That's all that is on offer is external change. But here... In Romans, Paul contrasts being conformed or fashioned with the word being transformed. Let, let, let me read that phrase again. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. You see, where conformity is all about externals, you know, my fashion, where I live, what I do for work, the items I purchase, the political views I post about, the online social media trends that I support, that's all about being conformed. Being transformed is about the inward change that occurs when we allow the renewal of our thoughts by the power of God's Spirit. You see, whereas being conformed is shaping something to be like another, transforming is to actually change into another form. And so Paul is telling the church in Rome, because that's who this letter was originally written to, and I believe to us right here in Mandarin today, do not try and look like, act like, or have the externals of the world instead be transformed, that is be changed from the inside out by the power of of God's Spirit, by renewing your mind, your thoughts, by bringing them into alignment with God's Word, with His purpose, with His will. Our vision at Elevation 
is to multiply healthy local churches to transform cities. I've said this many times before, but a great definition of vision is it's a clear picture of a preferred future. Our preferred future as a church is a future where local churches are multiplying, where they're healthy, and where they are transforming cities. And we believe that there's going to be churches birthed out of this place. We believe there's pastors of churches sitting right here, and you might not even know it yet. You might just have the tap of the Holy Spirit on your heart a little bit, but you're not sure. There's worship leaders sitting right here at the moment, are just killing it in the shower, but, 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 but nowhere else. There, there, there are kids directors here who feel like, oh, maybe I'm good with kids, but maybe that's where God's, God's leading. There's, there's seed here that God wants to use to multiply healthy local churches. There's business people here that will partner to fund and see the expansion of God's kingdom throughout our state. See, but it's not just healthy church for church's sake. It's, what, what does the phrase say? To transform cities. And, and, and what is a city? Is it the building? Is it the foreshore? Is it King's Carnival? No, it's not King. You know, is it, is it you know, what, 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 what is it? It's the people. It's the people. And so how do we transform Mandra, the people of Mandra? Simple. By being ourselves, through God's grace, we transform this city by being transformed ourselves. We place our lives in front of the Lord and we say, God, we humble ourselves. We come, come do a work on the inside of my life. As the famous Bible commentator Matthew Henry said, the gospel is designed not only to inform our judgments, but to reform our hearts and lives. And so our word for the year, I believe that God is speaking prophetically to us as a church and as individuals is transformed. I believe that God is calling us as a people to be transformed. Be transformed into the image of God. This is not just a, a one-time occurrence that happens at salvation, even though that is vital and important. That's what takes us from, the Bible says, out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, even though that, that is powerful and amazing and we need that. But it's a transformation that God has called us to each and every day. Yeah, there'll be three steps forward, 10 steps back sometimes. There'll be seasons of challenge and, and, and dryness, but ultimately through all that, God is calling us to be transformed. You see, our heart is that we would live our lives being continually transformed into the likeness and image of Jesus Christ. Our greatest evangelism tool for um, advancing the good news of Jesus is, is you, it's me. It's us being released into our workplaces, our universities, wherever, wherever we go. As, as Pastor Isaac preached last week, it's heading out into the harvest field out into those workplaces, those sporting clubs and those social groups and acting, speaking and living differently. Not because we've bought the true classic t-shirt and suddenly look different as an external, but because there is change on the inside that has made its way outside. You see, true, true transformation, that's hard to say quickly. Anyway, true transformation by the power of God always starts in and then moves out. That's, that's what God is looking for. God, will you, change, will you change my heart? Will you move by the Spirit? Will you challenge me on my, my thoughts and my, my feelings and my, you know, just the, the ways that I, that I think and act? Would you transform me 
from the inside out. And so I believe in 2023, as we move together as a church to be a people who are continually transformed by God's power, that this will transform our city. It'll transform our city. So as we head out this week into our city, let me encourage you with a couple of thoughts on how we take on board and, and put this idea of being transformed into our, our lives. Number one is this, is that you are what you eat. I know we're heading into a fast, but you are what you eat. Don't, don't worry, I'm not about to have a go at you about your diet, but what I do want to challenge you about is the content, the media, and the self-talk that fills your mind and your soul. Let, let me read Romans 12 two again. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Okay, so we've we've talked a lot about being transformed, but here, Romans says, uh, by the renewal of our mind. How do we do do that? Well, remember I said that being conformed is about shaping something to be like something else. You see, we are constantly shaped by media, by the news that we read, by the people we surround ourselves with, by the decisions that we make, and even the circumstances that are around us. Now, Now, many of those are outside of our control. We, we may not have control over everything that comes into our lives each day, but we probably have more than you think. We probably have more than you think. We probably have more choice than we understand. You see, the Bible, the Word of God, as Jesus puts it, is a solid rock that we should build our lives on. That's a picture that He uses. And, you know, we're currently living in an age where access to uh, resources for and learning around the Bible has never been greater and it's never been cheaper. Like, do, do, you know, do you know what I mean? Like there's, there's more than you can ever imagine. If you've um, ever read, the, there's a book called The Heavenly Man, um, which is about uh, Brother Yun, who uh, was a Chinese man who got saved and then uh, made an amazing impact uh, through the Chinese underground church. Uh, he got saved by reading the start of the Gospel of Matthew. Now, do you know what the start of the Gospel of Matthew is? It's the genealogy of Christ. <laughs> it's the, it's the, this person we got, this person we got, this person we got, this person. Let's be honest, it's the part when we're doing a reading plan, we're like, skip, 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 all right, where's the, where's, where's, where's the stuff? Tick, done. Um, but he had an encounter with God through reading Matthew chapter 1, because that was the only page he had, like torn out, found somewhere, one page of the Bible. See, we have more access to information. What we lack, and I'm speaking to myself as well, what we lack is the discipline to do it. Or maybe we have choice paralysis and we don't know where to start. And so can, can I just be really practical and help you uh, with a couple of things, a couple of things that I dare you to do. Number one is if you don't have it already, is I dare you to download the free Bible app. It's called Version on your smartphone. It even works on those Android things as well. It's, it's, it's amazing. Must be, must be like, I don't know. Must be like, I don't know. Um, anyway, oh, wow, that's starting to change and shift a little bit. <laughs> Say that two years ago, people would be like, ah, yeah, you're right, those losers. Anyway, all right. Um, but... If you, don't know, if you don't know where to start, that's totally fine. Um, under plans, search this one word that will change your life. We actually sent out the link 
in our church email this week as well. And it's a four-day reading plan that talks about discovering your word for the year. So step, step, step one, if, if you struggle to read the word of God, if you're like, hey, I've done that, here's, here's, here's a tip. Step two is remove distractions. Remove distractions. Here's where it gets a little bit scary. I dare you to delete your social media apps and, yeah, I know, yeah, and games that you play on your phone. And do, do, you know what, do you know what you can actually do is that then, you know, because nowadays, and I know not everyone has a phone and addicted to it, but probably most of you are. Anyway, so, um, you know, we, we stand in line for something and we're like, well, I can't stand in line and do nothing. Like, as if, as if you do that, we, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And so I want to encourage you, if we remove distractions from it, what, what, what do we do when we're waiting at Coles and it's like crazy because it was Friday between Australia Day and Saturday and, and everyone's like, I'm not working on Friday. Um, you know, what, what, what do we do when we're standing in those long lines? We rip out the phone, you version, instead of, you know, whatever other distraction we have. Next one, um, what, what, what else do we do? We just keep going when it feels tough. Can I be really honest with the Word of God? You will not read it, and every single day will not be, oh my gosh, I've had the most amazing revelation. This has changed my life. I, I know you're like a pastor saying this. That won't happen every day. I, I want to tell you that. It, it probably won't. But what you do is you build. Remember, it says, don't be conformed to this world by what? By renewing your mind. It's just over and over again. If you work out, do you go to every single workout every time and go, man, that was amazing. I'm so glad I did that. That was, that was phenomenal. The best one ever. No, of course you don't. Why? Because it's the consistency that builds the non-need for the true classic t-shirt, right? It's the consistency that, that, that does that. And so, and so as we renew our mind to the Word of God, you've just got to push through when it feels tough. You've just got to push through when it feels dry. You know what? What I got today was there's a God. Amen. All right, let's go tomorrow again. There's, there's some power about doing that and not to be um, dismayed when you miss a day, miss a week. Just get back on the horse. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to renew my mind. I'm going to let the Word of God build my heart. So remember, you are, you are what you eat, so let's be intentional about what we let in. Number, number two is this, is the gap is the gift. The gap is the gift. What, what do I mean by that? If you're like me, you might hear this, or for me, it's preach this, and think, yep, I'm in. God, let's go. I, I, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to make a difference. I'm ready to be transformed into your image. You know, God, come and, come and help me. But then you see the gap. The gap is where I currently am compared to where I want to be, compared to where God has called me to be. You see, the gap between the kind of close relationship and oneness we want with God and where I am right now. The, the, the gap between, you know, man, I'm feeling um, tired and I just want to scroll social media before going to bed or, you know, I, I don't want to open you version or I, I don't want to end my night with the last words of Jesus going, going into my head. But often what we do is we see the gap as failure and we think, oh, man, I just need to be better. I just need to be a better person and then maybe my, my family wouldn't be like this. Or maybe if I'm a better person, then my marriage would be different. Or if I'm a better person, my, my friendships would be like this. But I want to tell you that the gap is a gift. Why is the gap a gift? Because the gap is what draws us to move closer to God. The gap shows us that we can't rely on our own goodness or our own brute strength to be transformed. The gap sends us to our knees 
in humility. Don't, don't let the gap demoralize you. See where you are, but see where God's called you to be and go, you know what, God, thank you. That's the gift. That's the gift. Now I'm going to humble myself. Now I'm going to understand that, God, I need you. You know, it, it helps us to understand that we need to lean on and trust God in an even greater way. Maybe as Ben can come as I start to wrap up, but uh, just a short, short warning. Be careful that you don't let conviction become condemnation. You see, conviction is God moving by His Spirit to make us aware of our need for Him. Maybe as I was speaking this morning, you feel that little tug of the Holy Spirit about maybe some things you've been watching, maybe some content that's in your life, maybe some you know, dust that's settling on the, on, on the Bible. Maybe you version app has gone into, you know, just in the cloud because it hasn't been used for so long and your phone needed space. I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe you feel a little bit, a little bit of that. You see, the Holy Spirit's job is to convict the world of sin. It says that in John chapter 16. But the Holy Spirit's conviction will always send you to God. He invites you to repent, to turn away from the things of this world and to turn to God. The polar opposite is condemnation. So condemnation, on the other hand, it sounds like conviction at the start, but it's actually a device of the devil. He shows you where you are, how you've fallen short, and then he says, you could never get there. Look at you, you made that mistake again. Look what happened. Pastor's talking about reading the Bible and you haven't. Condemnation says that you fall short and you could never be transformed. You could never be like this guy at the front is talking about. That, 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 won't, that won't happen in your life. In, in fact, have a look around. I think you're the worst here. And you know what? I think people know you're the worst here as well. And, and, and you know what? They're judging you right now as well. You see, because condemnation always pulls you away from God. It always says you don't measure up and there's no way to get there, so why don't you just give up? But that's not from God. I, I want to tell you this morning. Well, I, I know I've been pretty straight about renewing our minds to God's Word, but, but Romans earlier, Romans 8 uh, verse 1, I think it is, says there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. You see, what happens is the gap is a gift. We see where we are, but we see where God is calling us. We let that gap be a gift to send us to our knees in humility to say, God, I need you. God, I need you. And we know that God accepts us, that we can come to Him just as we are. The, you know, the only thing that's required to come to Him is humility. You can't come as you are arrogant, just being, being honest. You can't come as you are arrogant, but you can, have, you can come as everything else as long as you come with humility and say, God, I need you. God, I need you, I've failed. God, I need you, I don't measure up. Because here's the secret, that's all of us. All of us, we don't measure up. You know the thought, oh, I'll just sort of like, clean myself up a little bit uh, before I come to God. You can't because we can never in our own strength be good enough for God, but we can through humility accept His grace 
and His forgiveness and come either physically or metaphorically on our knees say, God, I'm sorry. God, I'm here. And maybe you're here this morning and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Like I said, there's no condemnation. That the gap between where you are in relationship with God is, is actually a gift because there's an invitation in there, an invitation to humble ourselves and say, no, I don't know best. Jesus, I give you my life. In fact, right now, I'd love every head bow and eye, and eye closed. And we're gonna give people an opportunity today to invite Jesus Christ into our lives, to be our Lord and to be our Savior, to commit our lives to Him, to come on our knees saying, Jesus, I need you. So if you're here and you like that, you're like, hey, I need to make this decision. Wherever you are, would you just lift your hand? I'll see you can put it back down. Then as a church, we're going to pray together. Yeah, I see that hand. That's awesome. Is there someone else who wants to join this person in saying yes to Jesus Christ? We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your grace. It doesn't condemn us. It convicts us and it calls us up to live the way that you've called us to live. Come on, church, let's pray these words out loud. Would you repeat after me? Pray together with this person making an amazing decision. Would you say, Dear Lord Jesus, this morning I give my life to you. From this day forward, I'm going to love you and I'm going to serve you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Still praying this morning. God, we thank you right now across this church. We thank you over 2023, Lord God. We declare right now that we are going to be a people who are transformed. We're not going to conform to the externals of this world. We're not going to conform to uh, what society says. But God, we are going to be transformed by the renewal of our mind. We're going to be transformed by your spirit, by your power. We don't do it in our own strength, God, but we set ourselves to you, Lord God. And we say, and we say come and move by your spirit. Come and move by your power. Change us. Renew us. Have a rebirth on the inside as we dedicate our hearts and our lives to you, Lord. We declare right now 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. We thank you for that. God, we thank you over every heart, every, every life. We're being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another, God. Would you come and move? Would you come and move in our lives? Would you come and move in our hearts? God, we set 2023 for you. God, you want to move in this place. You want to transform city of Mandarin beyond. You want to do that by starting with our hearts and our lives. So we thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hey, as we um, wrap up this service, what we want to do if you want to take some time uh, quickly, but it's significant, so it's important to, uh, to let you know and then pray for um, our, our staff team uh, that's taking us forward in, in 2023. Uh, I say staff, um, 
the vast majority of, uh, of these people are, are unpaid. I want to thank you for your generosity for the staff that we, that we can pay. Um, I started my first week full-time uh, this week just gone, which is, which is exciting. So thank you for your dedicate. Yeah, we can clap that. Thank you for your generosity and your power. Uh, and then Emma is paid a day a week uh, in administration, and Chris a day a week as our youth pastor. But we want to present our, we call them our staff team because of their dedication and commitment to the vision. So we're, we're going to call them out one by one, and yeah, we'll start. All right, here we go. We're going to say some nice words about them first. Kevin and Tanya have a deep passion to see children encounter the love of God. They have a heart for the wider community. They see a need and they fill it. They are passionate, creative, authentic. They go above and beyond to create an environment of fun, connection and faith. We love Tanya's passion and her drive. Kevin, you are one of the most amazing and encouraging people that we have ever met. You're always sharing your faith and you're always encouraging people that are around you. So let's welcome them up to the stage. Amazing. We'll get them up and then we will, we'll, we will pray, we'll pray for them. Uh, Emma uh, is on staff at administration and Emma always goes the extra mile. She's diligent skilled and is amazing at putting pieces of the puzzle together <laughs> to form a whole. She's, she's the glue that fits everything together. She's easy to get on with. That's important, trust me. Uh, I'm complicated with a deep faith and together uh, with Daniel, they're raising a phenomenal family and we honour them. And Emma, would you come forward and give her a huge cheer? So good. Chris and Jackie Green, our youth and young adult pastors, always ready to embrace a new challenge with a great sense of adventure. They are committed people, always willing to place themselves second to serve others. They have such a deep passion for young people and for the church and that people will walk in true life of all that God has called them. They are an amazing asset to this team and she always makes me cry. <laughs> come on, let's welcome Chris and Jackie. They come for... Amazing, and we have some uh, new staff team members to announce as well, which is which is ex exciting. So, um, so Andrew and Petty Edison, um, they've been part of this church for the last uh, six months as, as they moved from Perth to Mandra. Uh, why? Because they felt the call of God. Because they live lives that are spirit led. They got they felt God called them to this area not really knowing what it meant. Um, and they were heavily involved in their previous church in Lakeside in Perth. We believe that God has called them here for such a time as this. They're open, great connectors of people. Uh, they journey through challenge with a rock-solid faith. And they will be our host and new people directors, ensuring that we continue to build an environment of hospitality, welcome, and community in and outside of our Sunday services. So I'd love you to put your hands together as we welcome Andrew and Penny on board. So good. So church, come on, let's uh, join our faith together as we pray for this. Oh yeah, as we congratulate them and then pray for this amazing team. God, we just thank you right now, Lord God. We thank you over uh, Kevin and Tanya right now, Jesus. We declare, Lord God, the, the great gift they are to this church, Jesus. And we just thank you right now that you're going to use them mightily. You're going to.